What if your hotel chain is hacked? What is the impact for the hotels? What if all your systems are offline? Anyone who wants to talk about this topic? My name is Shores Brul. Welcome to Never Check Out. We welcome Rogier Braakman in our studio. Rogier is the CEO of Penta Hotels. Penta Hotels was attacked two years ago by cybercriminals. Together with Rogier, Penta and the SBIT went through an intense period. Now, two years later, we look back on this horrific period and discuss the learnings. Welcome, Rogier. Nice to be here. Yeah, good to have you, Rogier. Uh, very nice. Big topic today. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think a topic that needs to be discussed. And yeah. that's also the reason why I uh, happily accepted your invitation. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of noise, a lot of shame around this topic. Huh? Nobody ever likes yeah, to talk about no, it. Yeah, no, I also have the feeling when you talk, about, talk to people that uh, obviously this is a very intrusive event. Um, and it feels like, or I hear like, companies have the feeling of shame or like they did not prepare properly. Hmm. But this is like a burglary in your own home, right? I mean, you can only set up so much. Yeah. But if this happens to you, I think we need to share learnings because there is no point to be ashamed. It's just bad luck if this happens to you. And obviously you can work on the levels of security, which we're going to discuss also during this meeting. But nevertheless, I think if it's if companies are more open about it, we can at least learn from each other. And I think that's better than everyone is just staying silent and uh, hoping that this will not happen yeah, again. True. So true. that's hence the reason why we are sitting here and uh, and having this conversation. Absolutely. Maybe setting the scene. Um, you're the CEO of Penta. Yeah. We know each other quite a long time. Yeah. Um, I'm also the CEO of uh, Esbit. Yeah. Um, Esbit uh, was actually involved in this uh, in this issue. Yeah. Uh, no. For full disclosure, that's good to say and to mention. So we've we've. We've gone quite a long time together, right? Yep. Um, and um, when I started at Penta at the beginning of 2020, I reached out to you already and to Esbit to see like, hey, how can we see if we can improve um, our entire ecosystem when it comes to digital IT and also security? Uh, we already started on that journey, I think in uh, mid 2020. Yep. Uh, we already made put down the layers, I would say, of a good cybersecurity and a good setup and the right infrastructure. Mm -hmm. However, time actually surpassed us, right? And nevertheless, in uh, in October, we got indeed hit by a cyber or ransomware attack. Yeah, a lot of plans were in place. Uh, yeah. I remember that it was quite an, well dated situation, outdated yeah. situation where a lot of needed to be invested. Uh, obviously, it was COVID yeah. as well. Yeah, I think that was also, and that's why it's nice. I think that the two of us have this have this discussion now. No, definitely, I think we were like every other hospitality company back then. Yeah. We were already a wounded animal, right? After one and a half years of COVID and um, a collapse in in our revenues, uh, lockdowns, hotels having to close down, and so on. So after one and a half years of struggling mm -hmm. throughout the pandemic and um, experiencing these lockdowns, uh, shutting down hotels, reopening them. Mm -hmm. So yes, uh, we were not in the best shape, like the entire industry. Uh, and then after one and a half years, yes, uh, all of a sudden we got this, uh, we got, we got this, attack, right? yes, this alert. 
It was, I mean, Penta Hotel, seven countries, 21. 23 properties at the time, yes, roughly 3,600 guest rooms. All over Europe? All over Europe. So we operate in Germany, Czech Republic, um, UK, France, Belgium. Um, Yeah, so, so, and I think when this happened, it was on the night of the 7th of October, 2021. Yeah. I think we had an occupancy of nearly 80% throughout the company. So let's say that we had roughly 3,000 guest rooms occupied. And then this happened. Yeah, amazing. I, I remember well, I came back or I, I, I came back from Spain that day. Yeah. And actually at, I think, 11 at night or so, I got the call on the 7th of October. Yeah. I think we uh, we spoke to each other uh, in uh, early in the morning. Yeah. On the 8th. Um, Traumatic date since yes. for... for everyone involved in our company, but also for you, because I think it was... Yeah, but also in private, huh? yeah. private life as well. It was, yeah. I mean, it was such a shock. It, yeah. It's a crime, huh? Yeah, true, true. And and I did not know, to be honest, I did not really know what it meant hmm. to have a cyber attack. I mean, it was something you would learn from, or you would hear, or you would read about in the news, right? That, that there was a ransomware attack in whatever company, A, B, or C. But what the real effects would be on a company, I felt like a dummy, to be honest, uh, when uh, I was told like, hey, we're, we're, under, uh, we're under attack, we have been breached. Yeah. I remember saying like, what does this actually really mean? It was a nightmare uh, yeah. coming true, basically, and all the things that we actually pinpointed before and discussed before were, were, <laughs> were coming in full effect. Yeah. And because it was one big network for, for those 23 hotels, there was nothing in between, no filtering, nothing. So, no. so everything got struck all at once. True. Um, I remember the calls were coming in because systems were automatically blocking by uh, monitoring software. Yeah. Uh, because there was a ransomware, so blue screens uh, all over the place in all those uh, those hotels. True, with an invitation, right, to contact to, to contact, contact the hackers. <laughs> yeah, to yeah. contact the hackers that we're happy to give you back access to your systems, but then you need to contact us. Yes. No, but it it felt like a like a bad movie, really. Yeah. And it's and like I said, it's something that you hear about and that you can try to imagine. It's like living next to a river, right? Where you have to make your preparations mm-hmm. and stay in, in case of a river would actually flood. And that you say, well, well, probably that will or that might happen one day. But nevertheless, if you've never experienced it, then you don't really know what to expect. Right. But when, once you're in it, yeah, I, yeah, like I said, it was, I think if we look back now and discuss it with the people that were involved within our company, but also the way we've been working together, because I think they, if I remember, well, this was for you also from from, from your SBIT, um, in your SBIT uh, professional career, also the first time that this was really On happening. this skill, absolutely. On this skill. Yes. Yeah, I mean, like I said, that's why it's still a horrific date for us. I mean, every year since this started, we have the Cyber Week mm. uh, that we really focus on this. Um, our COO, Andrew, he had his uh, wedding anniversary that weekend because it, it happened on a Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Right? And we'll talk about it a little bit more in depth, but sure. I think it's also for us to actually ha- have this trip down memory lane. He was having his wedding anniversary and he booked uh, a nice hotel somewhere in Scotland with his wife. That weekend wasn't, uh, wasn't, didn't, 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 didn't work out. <laughs> didn't work out the way he had planned. So yeah, he, he had to, he had to do a rain check on that, but no, in just to give 
people who haven't experienced this some kind the kind of feeling it's really like you feel frozen from any kind of backbone that you can always rely on right on your systems or uh, that nothing is there and it was just literally working around the clock to say like okay what are we going to do now so none of our systems functioned anymore uh, absolutely nothing, right? Nothing. So, so the, the point of sale terminals, uh, the computer. Cash registers, everything. PMS at reception, door locks, okay. right? Access to the. So nothing really functioned. So it was, uh, but also our uh, Microsoft Teams, everything, literally everything uh, was uh, basically compromised. Yeah. And I remember you telling me, like, we can't use anything anymore that we, that we were able to use. And the biggest problem is you can't trust anything, right? No. You can't rely on anything. And that's basically the biggest learning as well. You can't, at that stage, you can't trust anything. No. No. And, and that was also entirely, well, like I said, it was new to all of us. Because you can imagine what happens if someone breaks into the studio and, and, and takes some equipment away. Um, you can actually, or no, let me say, let me talk about myself. I can then envision... Mm -hmm. what the steps, what steps we have to take. Mm -hmm. With this, it was literally like, okay, what now? So first we need to make sure that we get in touch with each other yep. again. Thank God there was WhatsApp at that moment. Yep. <laughs> and a big ass WhatsApp group as well. <laughs> yeah, it was like literally, so, so what can we still use? Uh, but if you, if you can't use any of that anymore, yeah, I think we were all just, I think it all took us a couple of hours just to comprehend and grasp the scope of this uh, before we actually said like, okay, so this is what we're going to do. And obviously first focus was with our guests because we had, let's say 3000 rooms occupied. And if you don't have any access anymore to your systems, but people want to check out, people want to check in, right? Oh yeah. We don't was, know anything about arrivals. Nothing. Arrivals, nothing. It was all gone. No keys. No, <laughs> no. So yeah. So how did you tell your staff? How did that go? Well, first we needed to make sure that we could reach our staff. So yes, we started. Um, I remember that morning. First of all, we needed to 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 understand what it really meant, right? And I remember talking to you and say, "What does it mean? Well, you can't use anything anymore." Okay. So then, first of all, we need we needed to reinstate contact lines and and a way of communication. Um, yeah. So we actually started reaching out. We had everybody's telephone numbers, and we started creating one big WhatsApp group. Um, I do not recall if we could, uh, how our first meetings went. I think, I think the first thing we did was creating WhatsApp groups, right? And, and, and making sure that we reached out to every yeah. single one in the hotels and said, let's first make sure that your guests can leave. Uh, that's what's the most important and say, okay, we'll deal with this later on. Uh, but first of all, we wanted to make sure that guests and employees were safe. Yeah. So I think that was the first thing we did. Uh, to make sure that everyone could leave. And we would say, like, well, we'll deal with checkout later on because we were still having, I think you you already checked what kind of backups we could still use and so on. Sure. We did not really know what devices were infected because I think only two days later we figured out how actually these hackers had given themselves access to our systems. Yep. Because we we did not know how many of the devices that we've been using were compromised. 
Yeah, it's another topic, but but yes, I mean, at, at first we had to find out what happened. Absolutely, and just do first things first. So right. there was the well-being of our guests and of our uh, of our employees, and just shut everything off, right? I think that was the first instruction. You need to shut off all your systems, all your machines. We cannot use anything until further, further notice. Um, so yes, um, all GMs were just in, uh, I think, just not in, just in a in a crisis mode saying, okay, first we need to understand what we need to do because mm -hmm. guests were leaving. These people were in-house, but in the afternoon, new guests would arrive and uh, right, and key systems would not function. No. So we were just getting all the lists and trying to achieve or, or, or retrieve as many info, as much info also from the, from the online travel agents who had their bookings with us. I remember the first 24 hours were the, were the well, the worst because we didn't know what to do. True. Basically. I mean, yeah. we had to inform all the staff, we had to inform all the people. That was our first priority yeah. and yours as well. Um, then obviously it's a crime scene. Yeah. So you need to investigate like a crime scene, yeah. which means don't touch anything. No. <laughs> Leave it as it is and get the professionals in. Yeah. That's what we did. So they came in, uh, I think on the 8th already. Yeah. Uh, on the 8th already. Yeah. Virtually. Um, yeah, so we had this uh, cyber security boutique firm. Yes, uh, very through, good one. Yes, so through our connections in uh, uh, in Berlin, we had a very good um, cyber security firm, a boutique firm. They're from Israel, and they had a lot of uh, intelligence and a lot of experience in dealing with this. They were amazing. Yeah, but no, absolutely. A team like that. I know normally, uh, you have your cyber insurance uh, in place. Yeah. Then you can call these guys uh, either from from this company or another company. Normally, it's appointed by your uh, cybersecurity insurance. Yeah. Um, and then they start working and start doing research on what happened. Yeah. Um, so they made clear quite early what happened and uh, and how they got in. Yeah, and, true. And also the horrific news that they were in for oh, around four months four already. Months. Yeah. So what I got explained uh, also, again, Cyber for Dummies. Yeah is that if you have a certain, if you, so he explained to me, Henri was his name, Henri explained to me how our security had been, how you could actually um, define the way our security was built on. And he said, your security system was like an egg, a very strong egg with a hard shell. So the shell was very strong by itself, but if somewhere in the shell there's a weakness, right? Someone could, something could go in, and then afterwards, they could actually roam freely. So once one back door in the shell was found, afterwards, uh, these uh, attackers had endless access to data. So it appeared that indeed, somewhere in, I, if I remember correctly, I think in July 2021, access was granted through, I think, a front office terminal in our hotel in Brussels, if I'm not mistaken. Do you recall that? Well, I think the first the first step was um, because of a vulnerability in the exchange server. Yeah, but so I, I thought that the access was actually via somewhere via a terminal that had been open. Uh, well, could, could be doesn't matter. But nevertheless, uh, they got access through an exchange uh, somewhere um, uh, a hiccup in the exchange, yeah. and then afterwards they have got access basically to most of our working terminals for a couple of months. Yeah. So what they first did was basically install agents and stuff everywhere in the in in the network, on every hotel, every employee, um, every laptop, every server. They had access everywhere. 
Why? Because it was an open network. Yeah. Um, and that was the biggest issue when handling it on the sevens as well, because we couldn't turn off the internet because no. we didn't manage the internet that was done by a third party. Yeah. Um, in Mainz. Yeah. And it took them 24 hours, yeah. I think, to, to shut down the internet. Yeah. And then obviously when it was shut down, yeah, you have seven countries yeah. that you can't reach. No. So that was another issue. So yeah. uh, I remember that the guest internet was still uh, functional. So that was something they, the, the employees could at least uh, use. Yeah. And first true. step, of course, was to get in uh, uh, laptops. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember that we gave the order basically to all the GMs, like, okay, go out, find a yeah. laptop somewhere. Go 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 to MediaMarkt, go yeah. to Saturn, go to your biggest uh, department right. stores and go buy yourself go buy yourself new equipment right. so that we could actually use the internet and then start setting up basically like a Band-Aid uh, kind of solution. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, that's that's actually what happened. So the first thing was like, let's make sure that uh, everybody can just mm-hmm. check uh, not not check out. Back then, it was really never check out. Never check out. <laughs> that they could leave the hotels, and that we could somehow already retrieve some information on who was coming in. Yeah. So yeah, step one was buy new hardware locally because everything was infected and compromised, and we could not touch anything. In the meantime, parallel, this cybersecurity boutique firm was actually getting access to and, and basically doing some kind of counterattack and see what, what kind of data was actually stolen. Yeah, so we turned back on, in, at the moment, we turned that back on internet. Yeah. Um, we said nobody can access the internet through the office network. No. They could use the guest uh, network. That was yeah. basically also an issue. Eh? If, if you have like, how many employees? Uh, uh, we had, I think, yeah, roughly a thousand. Right. And, and of course, they're working in shift and yeah. uh, people were coming in, turning on computers. Yeah. And we got an alert like, oh, somebody turned on a computer again. We're like, oh, no, no, no. Quickly call them, <laughs> have them shut off because we didn't have local firewalls. No. So we couldn't, we couldn't manage anything. No. no, we were basically in the process of, I mean, we had already created this infrastructure where we wanted to be, yeah. right? But we were just, it was work in progress. And like I said, it's just, it, they came in a little bit too soon. We, yeah. we're, we were just not ready yet. True. And I think that's also something for other companies to actually be aware that uh, it can happen uh, yesterday or tomorrow. So therefore, I think it's just super important. It has become a very vital part yes. of Absolutely. our operations, obviously, afterwards. But let's return to, to uh, day one. I think day one, everybody was very much in in a shock mode, but also in an operating mode saying, okay, well, how are we going to tackle this? That's a good thing. I think working with operationally skilled people, everyone was like, okay, we just need to look after our guests. We need to look at, and we follow the orders from the cybersecurity firm and from you guys saying like, okay, what do we need to do? The teamwork was amazing. I have to, uh, that's something yeah. I can remember quite well. It, it was amazing. Yeah. And working uh, together between the companies and actually working to solve the problem and, and making sure everybody was all right. I, uh, I remember those meetings as well. When we, when we got those laptops back in and we could do the, the Teams meetings on a daily basis to, to inform the team, uh, the, the GMs of all the hotels. Um, it was well really touching, basically. How? Oh no! It was, uh, and that's. I think that's. So day one was like shock day, and um, getting everything in, and, and, and we we basically follow the instructions. Like like, okay, we this is obviously not our scope, or mm-hmm. this is absolutely we're we're not in our comfort zone at all. True. We've been working around the clock that Friday, 
I remember. Yeah. All the way into Saturday. Then on Saturday morning, early morning, I got a call from Henri from the uh, cybersecurity and said, well, we have figured out what kind of data has been stolen. So they were able actually to access the hackers' computers, their drives, yeah. and then retrieve all the data because obviously our biggest fear was that a lot of guest data was compromised. That's what you see also, right? There was, uh, I've read stories from MGM grants, from Motel One, from multiple companies, obviously. That was actually not the case, huh? No, that was, that was our biggest luck. So everything was well stored. So everything with regards to guest data was not touched because that's, that's obviously our biggest fear. I mean, because that's external. Everything internal with employees, if you know that certain data, I mean, um, so I was walking through the forest that morning with the dog just to be out of, the, out of my office for a while. And they called me and said like, uh, it's not looking good because there's quite some data that we have found that, that can be compromising uh, with regards to pictures. Mm with regards to, for instance, the, the passports of my kids who are even, even in there, because when you work in Germany, right, it's just so we have also from HR, a lot of data and so on. But I was less concerned about this because as I said, that's all internal. That's something you can deal with your own employees um, and, and, and that we can box off. Uh, hey, Shores, we've got some data that, is, that has been breached. Uh, we inform everyone. That is something that I can control. But mm -hmm. from a guest that has been staying, credit cards and so on, that's what you see in every single yeah. company, right? If, if you read about uh, in, uh, ransomware attacks. So that was a good thing. But he said, yeah, there, there is some data that is actually that we might find uh, compromising. So we actually got a long list with, I think, thousands of documents. So... These attackers have been going through every single, in, in those four months, yep. they've been compiling as much as they would say, leveraging documents that they could leverage against us. Yep. And said like, hey, here, this is what we've got in order to yeah, make us as vulnerable as possible. Um, so it was, yeah, I could only advise if this happens to you, then just make sure that you've got the right cybersecurity uh, agencies that can actually help you and that, that yeah, and that know the drill. Yep. Um, so that was on Saturday morning. And then they said, okay, we're going to get the data over to you so that you can start assessing it. So we already made a small team of people say like, okay, uh, everything you just like, like your forensics with regards to, hey, how compromising is, is this actually, is the, are these data actually? Um, and then we were still like, we were really fired up and say, hey, we're going to make sure that everything is going back. Um, but we were, uh, we have, we had hardly slept, uh, you neither, right? For I think 36 days, hours. Days, it was a nightmare. I but know. the worst thing, I think, so we're now on Saturday mornings. We worked flat out during the Saturday and then that Saturday evening, we had dinner mm -hmm. at home and I said, oh, I need to get some, uh, <laughs> some, yeah, no, so some distraction from being, uh, all of us were just working around the clock also in the hotels. Mm. Uh, amazing teamwork, like you said. Absolutely. I mean, what what uh, I was so proud of the company because, uh, especially after coaching, like, why, why now, right? It felt like th this was really unfair, and it's always unfair. Don't get me wrong, but especially if you're in an industry that has lost eighty percent of its revenue over a longer period of time, and then this happens. Absolutely. Well, that's uh, to say the least. We felt pretty sorry for ourselves, um, and then on Saturday night. I think you called me and said, there's another attack going on. They're trying it again. Yeah. And uh, it still gives me goosebumps when I think about this, that we had to con connect to all the hotels and say, shut off everything now. And it felt really like, 
you were, it felt like a war zone. And I mean, people who have been in a war zone, I've never been in a war zone, but nevertheless, the, the intrusion I felt and all of us felt when that happened, like you really literally have the feeling that, that digital missiles have been fired at us, right? I don't know how you felt that moment, but well, everyone, it was army. scary really, huh? Yeah, it is scary. Yeah. And, and it is actually an army. There, there's a lot of people in working in teams also on the other side. Um, and it is so intrusive because you don't know what to expect. And, and while handling, uh, you were you were handling the data that was actually uh, stored on the FTP uh, yeah. somewhere and that they were going to retrieve. Yeah. Uh, we found out that basically all data was safe. I mean, we had backups of everything. That was not the issue. There's always with a hack. There's always two issues, right? Uh, yeah. Data on the street and uh, and yeah. loss of data. So yeah. There was no loss of data. That was fine. Um, then in those four, first 24 hours, we had to call the PMS guys, yeah. Oracle in this yeah. case, like, okay, can you check your data? Because they were in a different data center, thank God. Yeah. Uh, and that's why we could get uh, Opera back, uh, yeah. back up and running within, I think, I can't remember well, but I think 24 or 36 hours. Something like this. Like that. On those laptops. Yeah. And there was one computer in Leipzig. Mm -hmm. Remember one computer in Leipzig that was not um, uh, compromised right. that we could still use. Yeah. And Lucas was there. So I'm not, and by the way, this is not a story to tell how cool we are or whatsoever, right? Or no, really just from how we experienced this. But I know that Lucas and two other colleagues, they were working around the clock to do the night audits for all, all the hotels. For all the hotels. So they were working throughout the night on one computer that we could still use and run the night audit for twenty plus hotels. And they were just and then they were just emailing this. I don't even know how they did this, but no, that's, that's true. It was actually before they they got the laptops in. Yeah, they because were, the laptops I came think, later. I, I remember think together with a team in headquarters because um, it was sort of base camp. Yeah, they were actually getting the reports out, s sending the reports through WhatsApp to the GMs, yeah. uh, which which guests to expect. <laughs> And that's how they worked yeah. for at least two or three days. Yeah, two or three days. It was working around the clock, and and it was we had those calls. I remember all the general managers were there, and um, we were like, okay, where it, it felt. So from that perspective, from a team effort perspective, and that's why I say well, I can still feel the goosebumps because it's it's a very traumatizing uh, experience, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Uh, but the way everyone was working together and say like, oh, great, well done, Lucas and uh, colleagues, and thanks so much for our night audits, because at least we know who's checking in tonight and who's checking out tomorrow. Absolutely. Our employees were, were were walking the guests to the guest rooms because obviously the key locks did not work. Yeah. Everything was such a, but, but this, to get this kind of team spirit, that was just, that was the only gift we got out of this that we did not ask for. But if you ask True. me about team spirit and how that, how it actually, how that fires up, that was awesome. But that was the only positive thing and, about and it. And the celebrations of the small wins. I mean, yeah. That was also... Uh... Well, I mean, it, it was definitely, um, I think, a confirmation of the fact that we knew we had to work on this and we were wa working on this. But going out to the media stores, buy laptops, I think we started doing this on a Monday or so, or so just after the weekends. Yeah, so. And we just informed everyone, this: these need to be the, the minimum specs um, in order to just so start buying your own laptops. In, uh, in, in, in Brussels, we need this many. In, uh, in, um, in uh, Warrington, we need this many and so on. And then yeah. started basically building up client by client. Yeah, true. 
as little as possible because we didn't want to, uh, you know, no. outgrow uh, with, with all sorts of foreign laptops. Um, and I think we had the discussion after four or five days, like, okay, let's make sure that we build it back better than yeah. it was. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, so the good thing was the infrastructure was already there, right? Or at least the architecture of the desired infrastructure was already there. And then we said, we really need to get up this to BCDR. I, I learned a lot from you guys uh, back then. Um, uh, business continuity data recovery, if I'm not mistaken. Disaster. Disaster recovery, yeah. Well, maybe I've, I've, Almost there. I've pushed away the disaster part. Um, no, so we immediately, also with our owners, we immediately got green light and say, okay, make sure that you build it this way, that we are less, the least vulnerable in the future to these kind of events. And uh, so I was talking about the egg, right? But uh, you guys or, uh, or the guys from the cybersecurity uh, agency said, just let's make sure that our future infrastructure architecture looks like an onion, onion meaning that if you get to the outer shell, you get in, well, uh, then there's notification, but you land on another shell and another and another and another. So before you get to the core, then we've got so many alarm systems already going off that the effects yeah. would be less detrimental than what it was this way. Yeah, also, and also there, there are systems, you know, monitoring if, if there's somebody in. Yeah. And first, I mean, the first defense is always never get someone in. No. If they are in, you like to know. You like Absolutely. to know specific behavior. Yeah. Because specific behavior can also come from from a compromised person within your team. True. Um, then obviously, um, building back, um, there was one issue, 23 hotels in seven countries. Yeah. Um, so we first had to restore the old servers, make sure yeah. that there was something online again. Yeah. Uh, and then started to rebuild. We said, okay, let's use everything that's, um, that's newer than three years. Yeah. Yeah, so we basically, I think, uh, if, I'm if I'm not mistaken, we replaced over 160 devices. So computers, everything that was older than three years, we said, let's not use it anymore. Right. So we invested heavily immediately and said, okay, we're going to rebuild it better than it was. And never waste a good crisis. So we, we immediately also said, okay, we're going to get rid of our legacy. Mm -hmm. And that's causing us any risk or harm. And let's start rebuilding it from scratch. So I think, yeah, we I think we bought 163 new computers. I think we got rid of over 280 pieces of hardware. We immediately installed everything that is needed to get to cutting edge um, uh, cybersecurity. We got tremendous help from you guys, but also from our owners in Berlin, uh, also from the Israeli company, uh, in order just to set it up and say like, hey, at least, right, the risk is always there. but. Uh, do it as, as yeah. good as possible. Yeah, we were building back at that stage. That was okay. And be before that, we had to roll out, uh, from SBIT's uh, point of view, we had to roll out those agents for the security company so they could do all the checks and see uh, see what was going on. At that time, we only had one internet line going out for those 23 hotels. Yeah. And obviously, that one needed to be on whitelist mode. Yeah. I still have nightmares about that. Yes. Can you explain to people what that means? Was, because for me, it's also like, what do you mean, white yeah, list? It was such a big, um, a big learning because because you realize what's going on on the internet when you need to whitelist, which means that every traffic that is requested, like let's say www.pentahotels.com, yeah, getting there from the inside needed to be on the whitelist. Yeah. So you put it on the whitelist, then you get, then everybody can access that website. But if there's a link on that website to your reservation system, um, and which is actually another URL, you need to whitelist that as well. Yeah. 
And there's a million websites yeah. that people are using for bookings, for for everything, for ordering, yeah. for for everything. So this this list was growing, and we had this list in there for I think four weeks or so, because we needed to make sure that nothing from the outside, uh, well, sorry, from the inside that was compromised, could actually access the outside. True. Because if this happens, then it would um, it would attach to one of those servers from the bad guys, <laughs> yeah. and they were able to get in again. So it was a war of, of making sure that they couldn't get in anymore. True. And um, I remember after a few days that they called the reservation department, um, yeah. those hackers saying yeah. they were from Microsoft and, and, and telling the ladies, look, uh, can you please do this and do this and do this, then we can get your systems back online and uh, to gain access as well. Yeah, brutal. Yeah. And that, and that was really a huge learning that you can't trust anything. No. It's not just the systems, it's also people calling you and it's an army. Yeah, we were thrown back, I think, thrown back to our own common sense. Yeah. Uh, I must say that we are also lucky to have um, a team digital in our own company. Yeah. Uh, and they have also just been working around the clock, driving through. Uh, Germany, Alex has been driving everywhere, going to the hotel. Stefan and his team, he he created, I think, I mean, we often discuss WhatsApp like in bigger companies, we can't use it because it's not safe. Well, um, I don't have any uh, opinion about this, but setting up these groups, um, we really, and, and uh, what I really liked about Stefan was all of a sudden he came up and he's our, he's our uh, head of digital. And he turned WhatsApp messages into true art. That was Absolutely. that was really cool. Uh, Absolutely. So so all the different because obviously all the instructions had to come through WhatsApp in the beginning. Uh, well, in and I often get lost in WhatsApp mm. conversations, right? Oh, did you send it to? Did you send a document to me via WhatsApp or via Teams or via mail or iMessage or whatever tools there are? True. So WhatsApp was our sole um, uh, sole communication channel in the beginning. So what he did is with all these instructions that we had to follow, well, if you put this just, can, you can imagine in a, in a plain WhatsApp text, yeah. then you just get lost. But he used all these little symbols and things and, and cartoons and <laughs> cartoons in there and, and italic and strike through and bold. I mean, I've learned so much about this, but, and that was actually also the take on towards our toolkit mm. that he created with his team, right? The Road to Recovery Toolkit, we called it. It looks like Pac-Man from the, from the 80s in order just to understand, like, if you have to go back to basics, then things are not that flashy. And every week he came up with a new kind of status in a, in a one-pager, which looked like Atari or one of these old video games, and putting in all these important aspects because I can say that we're all still dummies when it comes to cyber, when it comes to, I mean, we're here to actually give guests a good time in our hotels, right? Really. We're, what does 2FA mean? Two-factor authentication. What does Dato do or RMM or BCDR or all the different topics, yeah. spyware, everything that we actually gave our employees was, I just said like, this can always happen again, for sure. Yeah. But we just need to make sure the impact is not a fraction of what it used to be. And in order to do so, we just need to rescale, upscale our employees. Absolutely. And, and cybersecurity since Dean has been, I mean, it's always on the top. When we talk to, uh, about our budgets with our, owner, with our owners, I think it has become such an important part 
of our business. I don't want it to be, but mm -hmm. it's just you can't you, you can't afford the risk, right? Because it's the money it costs is just incredible. Absolutely. And the biggest issue is, I mean, you can solve a lot with technology, but the biggest risk is basically between your chair and the desk. Absolutely. Uh, and that's the person sitting behind the computer. Yeah, it's the humans. It's uh, phishing campaigns that we keep on doing. I mean, uh, I, yeah, I think we've become, I would not say a little paranoid, but sometimes yes, with every message that I get, whether it's from a bank, whether it's from wherever, I always check the URLs because it's, and, and we throw phishing mails to our employees so often. And then I just get mad if if Something people, fixed. yes. But it's just, I put it on LinkedIn also a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Every week I get messages, hey, Rogier, I heard you authorized a $30,000 euro payment. I really need, we need to be on top of our game. Everybody needs to be so Absolutely. diligent yeah. and Absolutely. vigilant. Uh, twenty four seven in order to get this done. Yeah, and I think also what we learned is 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 the complexity of all the systems that are yeah. in a hotel and the dependency we have dependencies and 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 how it could be built back easier. Yeah, and better. True, and more simple. Like Lego blocks. Like Lego blocks. Yeah, because because in the end, I mean, yes, of course, it was it was such a nightmare. Yeah. Um, but we also improved the network. <laughs> Really, really, really mm. fast. I mean, we rolled out 2FA in the first few uh, few days, and uh, there was a lot of yeah. And also like, simple things like password managers, yep. right? Uh, that you have to just change your password every now and then. And personally, I always, as a user, I hate it because there's so many. There's only so many passwords that people can come up with, right? We're quite silly from that perspective. Most of us are. I need a password safe. <laughs> yeah. No, but. Absolutely, but I think it is just so crucial that these kind of simple systems are installed and just that we check on them all the time because it starts with this, getting compromised, it all starts with these, yeah, like I said, like, like you said also, if, if they get in mm. through one, it's, it's, it's your, your chain is as strong as the weakest link. Right. And that is, yeah, we always have to keep those, this back door closed. And make sure that the people have only have the access where yeah. you need the access. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, because, I mean, if you're compromised and you can only access one or two systems, I mean, those are the only two systems that could be compromised at that uh, stage. What we also learned is um, the IT teams, Yeah, they also have a large role. Yeah. Um, they have a large role and a large responsibility. Yeah, bigger, bigger than I would want them to be. Why? No, it's, it, it's because what we like to achieve obviously is that when you're a hotel or when you're a garden center or whatsoever, you want to focus on your core business. Business nowadays is becoming more and more complex. There's more complexity. And that's why I'm saying like, I fully understand and support the importance of it, but the, there's going so much attention nowadays and everybody who runs a business, right? Whether it was 15 years ago in Holland, you had Legionella all of a sudden and you need your uh, hot and cold water courts. Uh, so it is becoming more and more complex to run a business nowadays. And there's more and more compliances that we have to stick to. And that's why I'm saying like that, that, that also IT has become, mm. if I look at the money we spend on IT if as, a com as a percentage of, of total revenue and, and I compare it to a couple of years ago, that has really skyrocketed. Mm. That's good for your business, but not always good for, for ours. Yeah, it's absolutely. not something that obviously I'd rather invest 
in items that our guests actually experience like, oh, wow, this is for them. This is all safety. This is all behind the walls, so to say. So that's, uh, and obviously there's also a lot of guest experience enhancement in the entire digital journey. But nevertheless, yeah, we don't want to use that much on on security, but we have to, unfortunately. Well, I can imagine. But for for us, it's also a challenge. I mean, we also had the COVID nineteen situation, and you have to improve your your cybersecurity. Yeah, and there's also a European law coming NIS too that that we need to comply to. Mm. Um, so it's always a bad news show. True, true. And everything is getting more and more and more expensive. Uh, True. Security people are... But, but, but preventing is still cheaper than uh, curing. Yeah. So that's, uh, I mean, this has cost so much money to the company, obviously, with um, we could not book. Our booking systems were down for, I think, six, seven days, if I'm not mistaken. Um, uh, we were able to recover most of the administration of people who left the hotels and so on. But nevertheless, the, the effects on this, the investment that we had to do, the, the hardware that we had to dispose of, which otherwise we would have had to invest in eventually. But nevertheless, right, like I said, this is just such a big blow financially. Um, and the only the only upside is is that now we've got an infrastructure which is way better than we yeah. would have had if we would have taken on the the plans that we were already drawing. I would say, I mean, I think the the biggest cost would be uh, the revenue loss. Yeah, not the investment of uh, of getting back uh, your IT systems and make them more secure. And of course, I mean, otherwise you would have spent maybe one no, or no, two sure. years on it. But... Sure. No, like I said, I think that that's the good thing, right? If something like this happens to you and you get the opportunity and you take on the opportunity then to fix it and and make sure that it actually works better than it worked before, then, uh, and, and yeah, we got rid of a lot of legacy. I think that was slowing us down. So it has made us more agile for sure. Legacy, it's also also making things simpler, like uh, we have the local firewalls now. Yeah. I mean, if, if something goes down in the data center, everybody's able to work. True. Uh, there's there's multiple breakouts. Yeah, in better continuous. Um, there's a BCDR solution in place. All the yeah. servers are replaced. Um, there's no vulnerabilities. No. There, we are scanning on vulnerabilities, uh, doing pen tests and everything. So, Absolutely. Uh, that makes life a lot easier. Well, yeah. no, not easier. It makes life uh, more complicated, but easier. Sure. There's more clarity. Yes. Yeah. No, sure. So, um, um, any big learnings that we forgot? Let me quickly go through my cards. See if I, as a million, normally I have two cards. Mm. Uh, we we're talking about Penta hotels in the cyber attack. It's I have like twenty. Well, I think um, often you get the question like, "What do these hackers want?" Yeah. Right? And obviously, uh, hackers only want money. Yeah. Um, that is uh, that is something that I do not want. That I do not. That I can't. Uh, uh, and that I should not disclose. I can imagine. The only thing that I can tell you is that I'm just happy that we had such a good team of experts. That's what you really need to do. It's always just a risk reward, right? And we were just blessed. I would say that there was no guest data compromised. Yeah. If that's the it, yeah, if that's the case, then you're obviously in a completely different situation. And um, transparency, I think, I think transparency always works. And we have uh, actually had meetings with every single employee uh, of which we knew that mm-hmm. certain data was breached. So, for instance, from uh, uh, employment contracts, or like I said, for my family, uh, copies of passports and so on. That's 
things you can deal with. But as long as you inform the people up front, then that can be solved. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I'm just super happy that no guest data was uh, was compromised. So we need a good security company. With yeah, flexible people. Absolutely, and 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 I think the most important things nowadays is everybody's got their own traumas, right? But I really go bazooka all if 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 I see that still too many people open up phishing phishing messages um, because it's just. In the end, we just need to be vigilant all the time. It all happens. I mean, is it part of your your management team yeah. discussion? Yeah, it's part of our management. Meetings. It's yeah. it's part of our town hall meetings. It's part of our online training. So we've got this training tool, right? And we just need everybody within Penta Hotels has to every quarter. They have to. Um, it's just on their phone. They have to finish and uh, successfully um, successfully complete all the cybersecurity trainings. So we put in everything, uh, all the new things and so on. Like, and it's really just gamification. Like, um, what, which of these four messages is a, is a phishing comp- uh, is a phishing mail? Um, what does two FA mean? Um, um, why is password so everything? So basically, our team digital and external experts just they keep on actually reskilling, upskilling our team to make sure that we understand what's what's going on there. Yeah, and obviously, it's. Uh, I think with everyone who exp- who has experienced um, a- an attack like this, yeah, we all become a little bit like uh, used- paranoid. I think so. Yeah, and I think you can't be too paranoid when it comes to uh, requests that you get from people, whether it's with payments, whether it's with passwords, whether it's with. Yeah, we just need constant constant updating on this. Um, you? Yeah, well, we know each other quite long. And, and for me, it makes so much sense to have this discussion on sea level. Yeah. And um, for SBIT, that's the biggest challenge. Yeah. To have sea level involved, make sure that it's on top of the agenda. Yeah. That it's as, as important as Legionella and, yeah. and all those other threats that we have in the world. Yeah. Um, but it's not the fun thing. It doesn't. And, and that's obviously why I think it is so, I would say, difficult, but to put this on your agenda all the time because we see that the chances that this happens to you might not be that high the actual or yeah well but not everybody not not every company can get hacked at the same time right that's i mean that's true. what i'm so if you look at it from a global scale the percentage of companies mm. that then it's still it it still doesn't happen to everyone all the time mm. but the effects can be so detrimental that it's yeah so there yeah you have to take on the risk reward again absolutely okay well i think we wrap up good everything is said yeah and done yeah um i'm always available i I think no same same for me and it's uh i truly hope that by um yeah exchanging this and uh showing how much it has affected us as a company but also personally, like I said, and that's that's I think that that's why we wanted to have this conversation in the first time, right? To it's well, such I, a big blow. I mean, personally, uh, to be honest, I I remember um, that tears were running down my maybe. face after I don't know two or three nights n- n- not sure. slept, sleeping at all. I mean, you get paranoid. Um, you go like, okay, if this is going the wrong way, how are we going to fix this? True. It was so massive. 
I remember I remember recording little videos every evening yeah. from my home office, right? And uh, I just uh, uh, put my phone and I just had a, a quick chat, I think uh, two minutes or so on to, to also update on what happened. And yeah. we showed it to, uh, we actually sent it to everyone in the company. Uh, yeah, that was very emotional because we were yeah. tired. And like you said, it's it, it felt so intrusive. Uh, and yeah, I hope that uh, that um, other companies or institutions or organizations just do everything in their power to make sure that their security is at a opt at an optimal level, and that this can happen again for sure, right? Absolutely. Uh, but it's uh, yeah, better better be prepared. And I think another one is, um, uh, and, and then we will wrap up. <laughs> make sure that 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 that, that your people um, are feeling safe. Even yeah. if they click the wrong link, or you know, they raise a flag and say, "Look, I'm not sure what I've done, but uh, but I'm worried." True. Instead of being afraid of, of or, you know, no, people make mistakes, and 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 that's normal. And, right. But you need to get yourself a culture in which you actually um, motivate and stimulate people also just to come clean, because that that's I'm I'm glad uh, you're 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 bringing this up. Like I said, uh, I think two weeks ago, I also received a message from one of our hotels saying, well, here, I got this message from you that you need to do an instant payment. I'm checking in with you. Is, 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 okay. is this you? Yeah. Uh, the number of WhatsApp messages I get from our general managers say like, hey, well, here, uh, were you reaching out to me because uh, you needed instant help whatsoever? Just use your common sense. And it's so important to say like, oh, uh, if, if within your own company, if Shores just if you just send a WhatsApp to your finance director, can you please wire twenty five thousand euros to this and this, and it needs to happen now, that at least someone is just at least giving you a ring. Yeah, Looking. and there's voice cloning nowadays. There's a lot of things. A lot of cloning nowadays. There's 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 a lot of risks yeah. out there, but I think it's if if you really look diligently. And reach out, then uh, yeah, two-factor authentication I think also applies to this. Absolutely. So yeah, just uh, stay uh, stay human, stay awake. Yeah, stay awake, stay human. All right. For sure. Thank you, Rogier. Thank you, Shor. Thank you so much. Yes, you too.